0: Seattle sports fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. We have a game day! We're on the road against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. You know how I feel about the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to preview that game. We're going to recap the San Jose Sharks win at Climate Pledge. I don't even know. My head's still spinning. And then, of course, we'll talk about Shane Wright in between. All that and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken, Hey there, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And where we're going to start this episode is a recap of Wednesday night's wild and crazy game, it was a win in regulation which I am very grateful for, but everything else was absolutely bonkers in this 8 to 5 win over San Jose Sharks. You know that the San Jose Sharks podcast on the Locked On Network does not believe in defense. Well, isn't that obvious they gave up an eight spot to the seattle kraken on the road (laughs) this was just i mean i don't even know On early the seattle kraken that is in the 4 in four minutes into the game logan couture scores his 11th of the season but then andre burakovsky gets it done second period we have four different goers three from the seattle kraken including ryan donato and jamie alexiak donato the only forward that scored in this frame and then the third period hold your butts folks oliver bjorkstrand scores his second goal of the season his first since the opening game of the season Jaden schwartz gets on the board maddie benears oh my he really set up vince dunn who scored in the first frame with a beautiful pass maddie been gets a goal of his own assisted by McCann and Susie and Jaden Schwartz seals the deal 8-5 win for the Seattle Kraken. When I tell you this was a wild game honestly <laughs> I don't know what to think. There was also a fantastic save by Martin Jones Speaking of Martin Jones I said we're going to preview tonight's game day it's a game day I should say so preview tonight's game Martin Jones made a fantastic save in a wild and crazy game and he's likely not getting the start tonight we'll talk about it a little bit later on the episode but i want to take you to um i want to take you to actually andre burakovsky burakovsky um talking about this game we're also going to hear from maddie benears but um, Burakovsky also had a really fun little quip about his former line mate Oliver Bjorkstrand and why he thinks he was able to score in this game. Yeah, uh, we've been on him a little bit since he switched sticks. Okay. So, um, and then he starts scoring a lot in practice with that new stick. And then I told him when, the, when he scores, that's new stick. button. <laughs> <laughs> you've been seeing guys on. Uh, first, second, third, and fourth line uh, contributing um, almost every night, uh-huh. and that's really important to, to have. We have four lines that's um, really even and uh, can play against anyone. I've said up before. We are we are an extremely deep team, and um, it's good to have for sure. What your finesse on those kind of plays? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's you know a little bit of luck, but um, you know, made a great play on the breakout, and then. Um, I, you know, I just kind of threw it there in the middle and he, you know, made a great play putting it in. So that was nice. Um, and, then, and then the goal, there was, I don't think there's much to that. You know, Cameron made a nice play back and I just walked in with no one on me. So that was, that was also nice. <laughs> so between Andre Burakovsky and Matty Veneers, you can tell the guys are in good spirits. That's what we wanted, getting a win on the road. Um, you know, we also heard from Jamie Alexiak. I'm going to take you actually to Jamie Alexiak right now talking about coming back after injury getting on the score sheet coming back after injury but then also the way that this game played out and what works but also what needs to be refined given that it was an 8-5 score. Uh, It was an exciting one I think you know I mean um, it's kind of nice to see us chip in offensively you know I don't think we want every game to to took kind of run and gun like that, but we were able to pull through, so that's the key there. Good, good. I felt, uh, honestly, a little better than I expected, you know. I mean, a couple uh, defensive reads and the goals against. Probably wish I could have had back, but overall, I was having my play. And finally, um, if you listen to David Haxtell after this game he talked about and we've mentioned this before on the podcast but the importance of being able to play at home the importance of being able to get points in your own barn and using the energy in climate pledge arena to push through tough games, and this was a tough game. Some people, locked on sharks, might say that this is an entertaining game, but these are not the games that you want as a player. There are things that need to be cleaned up, and I'm really looking forward to what Seattle is going to do to make those changes. But overall, yes, the Jones save. Check the link in the show notes so you can check that out Um it was a fantastic save. It was good to see Jamie Alexiak back. I'm very glad that Matty Beniers not only got on the board, but he he had a goal and two assists. Matty Beniers, as I mentioned, he assisted the Vince Dunn goal, um, but he also assisted jaden schwartz goal not the, the last his last goal is unassisted so jaden schwartz scored twice in this affair jaden schwartz had a fantastic defensive play and we talked about it on playback for our watch party anyone who did try for the watch party playback was having some issues so apologies if you were having trouble when you did log in but we those of us who stuck it out we had a good time and there was a great play early in the game jaden schwartz um with a sliding back check and if you've been listening to some of the media updates the full updates that we post over on the locked on kraken youtube page you know that dave haxtell has been talking a lot about the team identity for this year is about a checking team they have to win possession, and they want to do that by being a a checking team. What does that mean? On the back check, that means that they're hustling, they're hauling buns. If the other team is on, um, you know, a breakaway, or they have a player advantage, they're back checking. And Jaden Schwartz did a great job on a back check, sliding all out back check. So that's a hustle play, a hustle defensive play. But then on the other end of it, it's being aggressive. So not letting the other team out of their defensive zone or on the four check. That's when you're um, skating towards the team with the puck and you're in front of them. A back check, usually you are tailing, you're trailing the team with the puck and you're trying to catch up to them. So I think that we saw that a lot in the preseason we didn't see it too much early in the season which again I've been talking about my frustration early with this team is that they gave us a really good model in the preseason and then in the first week of this the regular season it was nowhere to be found so anyway not gonna get too worked up about that but. A checking team, and I think this could be a really good test to see how good and how committed we truly are to being a checking team on the forward check and on the back check against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Coming up next Though, we're going to talk about Shane Wright made his second appearance with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. The team lost the first game where he appeared, but they won the second. So let's talk about it. And of course, we'll get you ready for game day against the Vegas Golden Knights. Some players to watch, who's going to be in net, and some other details and three essentials that you need to know for tonight. Today's episode, as I mentioned, is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and news analysis. You can get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there. We're talking basketball. We're talking football. Of course, we're talking hockey. So head to the website today. Again, that's BetOnline.net. For the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Bet online is where the game starts. Thank you as always for making locked on crack in your first listen of the day, or you know, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're in line for some Black Friday deals. Maybe you're getting some leftovers from the refrigerator, heating them up in the oven. I prefer heating things up in the oven, or the stovetop works too, or the microwave. Or you know maybe you just you just kind of pick out whatever you got. Either way, I'm here for you doing what you do, boo. I do want to acknowledge that today is um, the National Day of Mourning, and it, this is an opportunity to really identify the unfortunate history that Indigenous peoples have experienced here on Turtle Island or in North America. Um, So I am in solidarity with those communities, with the indigenous communities. I am um, learning a lot more about the indigenous communities that are the original inhabitants of the land that I consider my community, both back home in New York, but also where my business resides here in Tulsa. So I want to honor the Cherokee and Osage and Muscogee communities here in Oklahoma, and I am grateful for all that you have passed along for us to be able to continue to take care of this land. So I didn't want to miss the opportunity to say that on this podcast. Shane Wright. Shane Wright, Shane Wright, Shane Wright. He has been on a tear, and I want to take you actually to this interview that he did for TSN, it's uh, Salim Valhi, I believe I'm saying that right. Um, now, being in the AHL is not necessarily where Shane Wright envisioned himself, um, but he is intent on making the most of it. Salim writes, this is a quote, It's always tough not being able to play and getting scratched and not being able to play a high-end role, but I think that's just the reality of the situation, Wright said. I'm an 18-year-old kid coming into the NHL trying to learn my way, trying to learn those experiences in the NHL. It's not going to happen right away. There's going to be growing pains. There's going to be a lot of development for me, and I have to learn a lot of things from the coaches. Um, This is what Dan Bilesma has been saying about Shane Wright in the TSN article. Coaching him is just giving him the chance to go out there and show what he can do and do it at his best. That's just putting him on the ice and seeing how he can play right from practice on Monday to game to the game last night. He showed immediately what he can do with his speed and tenacity on the puck. So now this article uh, posted before Shane Wright was with the Coachella Valley Firebirds in their win. Yesterday, the Coachella Valley Firebirds played the Wranglers and they were trailing 1-0. Shane Wright tied it. And then um, they eventually, the Firebirds eventually get the, uh, the 4-3 win. Shane Wright is scored two goals in his second ever game with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. He was The first star of the night, Uh, Joey Decord, our good man, Joey. 23 saves on 26 shots. He is now 8-4, 2-0 on the season. And the power play was not great for the Coachella Valley Firebirds, 1-4. But the penalty kill went 2-3. for So that's pretty dope. Shane Wright, and we were talking about this on playback. uh, Someone called Shane Wright like a muscle car. And I kind of liked that because he's looked very fast. He has a quick release. I think we need to look at his full game. And what I love is that we have plenty of fans. Let me see. I want to make sure I get this account correct. Deep Sea Hockey has a video, and you can check the show notes, but they have all of Shane Wright's shifts um, in yesterday's game the november 24th game check that out um and i i want to start breaking down you know what we're seeing from him i love that he's performing well at the ahl i think we're so we've talked about cast um dave Haxtel has mentioned it and shane Wright in that tsn article i was reading from earlier again you can check the show notes for that he's saying it's about it's a confidence thing so why shane needed a little bit of an extra morale boost in confidence? Was it that he came in with low confidence? Was it that he was overconfident and it was a little unrealistic? These are all things that we can debate and discuss. What I think is a little bit um, ridiculous might be overstepping, but I think it's, we're getting ahead of ourselves by saying this was the wrong plan for Shane Wright. And actually the Seattle times has an article, uh, why the Kraken's decision to send, to send Shane Wright to the AHL isn't a bad thing. Um, so, and I think you should check this out, uh, in the article, Dave Haxel is quoted. It's a great opportunity for him to go out and play some real valuable minutes at a high level in an important role. And that's the confidence boost. He needs that. Whether you think it's right or wrong, no pun intended, we have shown that Shane Wright needs a confidence boost. He wasn't going to get that playing with the Seattle Kraken. So, you know, I think this is what Jeff Baker writes. Uh, He goes, the Kraken. Entered Tuesday 10-5-3, tied with Tampa Bay for the league's seventh best mark and sitting third in the Pacific division. That they are 9-2-2 against playoff teams from last season is also a sign this push towards playoff contention just might continue through next spring. And winning is never a bad thing in pro sports. Yes even when that winning might be limiting the chances of your top prospects suiting up for games. Some have expressed disappointment that the Kraken are actually putting out their best lineup nightly in an attempt to win games rather than forcing right in there more often at the expense of more deserving players. For me, it's a mind-boggling sentiment. That's Jeff Baker from his article, and I couldn't agree more. I'm honestly getting tired of it. I'm getting tired of people, you know, I I was asked actually about how I feel about Dave Haxel, and the, the verdict is still out. I don't know yet. But I am not mad about Dave, about how Dave Haxel and Rand Francis are handling the Shane Wright situation. I think also Jeff gets into this a little bit more about talking about, you know, that teams would prefer to see their teams underperform to make their chances of long term success better. And that's a really interesting concept. I never really thought of like the whole tanking argument with respect to the Seattle Kraken and Shane Wright I think if anything it's a a little bit of a separate argument it's like we have this high draft pick and you want to see him right away and that's the draw as opposed to getting him ready so that he can be the best he can possibly be for as long as possible In my, I think that's a little bit where we are with this. Anyway, check out the article um, and we'll see what happens with Shane Wright. I am hoping to, I mentioned this on playback, but we'll have... Next week, we should have some more analysis coming directly from the Firebirds on Locked On Kraken, so you're not going to want to miss it. Coming up next, let's get you ready for game day. We're on the road against the Vegas Golden Knights, and I want this. I want this win. It's going to be a tough one, but we can do it because we're going to hold fast and we're going to stay true. But we'll talk about the three essentials to the game as posed by Bob Condor and a few other stats that I'm taking a look at for this game. As always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your listen of the day or listening, taking time to listen throughout your day. We appreciate you. I am grateful for you. After you listen to this show, go check out Locked on Sports today. From games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and the insights that only Locked on can provide. Head to Locked On Sports Today, available on this app. Of course, it's available on YouTube and wherever else you may get your podcasts. We talked about Shane Wright. We talked about the wild and crazy 8-5 win over San Jose. All that's left to talk about, that means, is tonight's game. That's right, against the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, at the time of this recording, we haven't heard directly from Dave Haxtell, Today is Philip Grubauer's birthday. Happy birthday to the German gentleman. And I've been going back and forth on this. We talked about it on playback also while watching the San Jose game. I think he's going to get the start. A lot of people are saying that he's going to get the start. Um, No other changes. I'll show you the lineup in a little bit. Um, I am a little bit nervous. I understand why we might want to give him the start. Um, but I'm a little bit nervous, but also one of our loyal YouTube listeners has said that Martin's numbers against Vegas are not great and we need this win. This is a perfect opportunity, in my opinion, for Philip Grubauer to show us what kind of Philip Grubauer we're going to see this season. It's a little bit unfair and I think he will, he sh- and should get a little bit more runway, after this game, if he does get the start, because he's coming back from injury. But I don't know that I want to sh- to see how Philip Grubauer is going to fare at the expense of Martin Jones, who's been holding us down. As that TSN article, or excuse me, I think it was the Jeff Baker article that I, I referenced, they're winning. They have a, a, a winning uh, percentage over 500 against playoff teams from last year. Now, granted, the NHL is a different league. We are case in point to that. I mean, the New Jersey Devils, when they're not throwing things on the ice, oh, gosh, stay classy. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. When they're not throwing things on the ice, they're showing that they can be a pretty good hockey team. They put a lot of wins together early, and that stands for something. That matters. Whether they'll be able to sustain it, we shall see. Anyway. It's a new league, but that being said, you know, we're not seeing the top teams from last year absolutely bomb. You know, it's, I think, in the middle, Uh, in the lower middle. That's shifting, in my opinion. Anyway, um, I'm a little nervous. But anyway, here's what Dave Haxtel said after Wednesday's win regarding if there's a specific timeline or how he's going to go about the goaltending situation no I've, i mean we are you know we're gonna need we're gonna need every we need everybody on a roster including both our goaltenders so you know groovy's been back now i think he's got uh it's i believe four practices under his belt uh that puts him in a you know i you know i believe in a really good spot to to be ready to come back into the net we always make our decisions as we get closer to game day there's no there's nothing scripted um you know so jonesy's uh hey, Jonesy, I don't need to talk about his play, right? We all know what he's done for us. Um, and we all know that we're going to, you know, we need everybody on our roster to help us uh, win games over the long run. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good so, of course, Dave Haxtell is non-committal. He did say that they need everyone, and we know that. I've mentioned that on the podcast before. It's about that balance. And I said I'm a little bit, I haven't made a decision about how I feel about Dave Haxton. I think we're over analyzing his handling of the Shane Wright situation. And honestly, I don't know how much of that is his idea I don't think that he's against it I think that he maybe my opinion and my read I I don't have any inside information my read is that he's been talking about this a lot longer than he wants I think he would have liked a little bit more of a clean cut situation here I don't know that's my read but I could be wrong maybe I'm reading it wrong maybe uh, I don't know anyway uh it's my guess I'm nervous I'm nervous on how he's going to handle Philip Grubauer and Martin Jones. I don't know too much about Steve Brier, so I hope that his input matters. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we got to get we got to get Philip Grubauer in there. If the numbers split isn't great for Jones, then hey, who's to say no? who is to say no anyway let's talk a little bit more about this game against the Vegas Golden Knights again we're on the road the team's already in Vegas here's what we're looking at this is a 33 point team Vegas Golden Knights they're 16 four and one their home record 7 three and one they know how to protect home. Our home record, as we've talked about, wasn't great early. It's getting better. We haven't played as many away games as Vegas. So, um, you know, we see that split there. We are 8-1-1 and in our last 10. They're 7-2-1 and in our, their last 10. Our leading scorer is Andre Burakovsky with 18 points. Jack Eichel's their leading scorer with 26 points. Now, uh, I do think this is interesting. Talked about it a little bit with San Jose. We are getting so much scoring. We had eight goals, seven different goal scorers on Wednesday. So these numbers, the split between the leading scorer and the points differential doesn't bother me too much. The power play, we see that we are a smidge better on the power play. We are not as great on the penalty yield percentage-wise. Now, let's go to some stats and facts that you should know going into this game um so we talked about the record in the last 10 games we won our 11th game against the san jose sharks and we scored the most goals that we've ever scored we are the only team in this season to have three different defensemen score at least three goals jimmy alexiak got his fourth vince dunn has three justin schultz he had a great game. What was that? Uh, was it against the Rangers? Yeah, I think that was the Rangers game. Jared McCann has at least a point in each of his last three games, dating back to November 13th. Players to watch, Justin Schultz. He's ranked among the team's defensemen scoring on pace to finish out with seven points this season, which would tie him for the highest scoring season of his career. So would love to see a little bit more production. Shea Theodore is someone to watch for the Vegas Golden Knights, but also for the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm going to take you over to Bob Condor and his three essentials to the game. I'm actually going to start with essential number three since we already talked about this. But um, the question, and this came out yesterday, the question of who are going to start in neck in neck what's in net uh, check back on the kraken app website and socials for a friday update on whether grubauer returns to the seattle net which is a likely to start or for um so who's going to start in net philip grubauer has dressed for the last two games but has not played um he has not appeared since october and it was actually ron francis that revealed in uh, it was something that the broad, but it was a groin injury. So very curious to see. And we're going to keep an eye on the lateral movements. A groin injury can be really tough for a goaltender. But Philip Grubauer, he said in his very Philip Grubauer way that he didn't think it was too serious. So, okay, good to know. Um, Logan Thompson is likely starting in net, says Bob Condor, for the Vegas Golden Knights, 11-3-0 in 14 games with a 9-2-5 save percentage. Oh, so hot right now. That being said, he's given up four goals in his last in two of his last five games. Um, So he's only allowed one goal in the others. So, If the Seattle Kraken, if their offense is for real, and I kind of said this, I didn't think it was going to be 8 goals I thought it was going to be more 5, but I wanted to see us really get our offense buzzing against San Jose because we're going to need it against the Vegas Golden Knights. That being said I'm really looking for a strong 4-check, as some may say or even have on their uh, social media handles, or an active stick, as some say Shout out Laura from the Locked On Canadian Canadian's podcast. Um, We have to be more aggressive and we have to be defensively sound in all three zones. We're not always that. I'm a little bit concerned about our back line. They are kind of slow. You know, they're kind of slow. They don't move their feet as much as I personally would like. And I think we're going to need that against Vegas. Other numbers for you to know, as we head into this game Tonight, the last time we played Vegas, we lost five to two. That was Jones and Net Grubauer in relief. We don't play Vegas again until April, and we're looking at this uh, schedule on playback. So this is the last we we play a a home and home against Vegas. Our last two games of the season. I want this win so bad. I want this win so freaking bad. It's like painful. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, likely Philip Grubauer in net before we log off today. I'm just going to take another look. See if Seattle has given us any update, but yeah, again, it's happy birthday to Philip Grubauer and it's, uh, back in the crease tonight with eye emoji from the Seattle Kraken, um, social media. So we see Philip Grubauer in his Hockey fights cancer. Well, hello! Is hockey fights cancer um, mask there? And I think it's the German gentleman getting the start again. At the time of this recording, we don't have pregame uh, quotes yet from Dave Haxtel, but I think all of us are, are really leaning that it's going to be Philip Grubauer. Some people are very hell bent on Philip Redemption Tour. That's not exactly where I am. Uh, Some people, I think it's LL, people call him Philip Gruesome. I'm not quite there yet either, but I am nervous, fam. So I'll be keeping an eye on the score while I'm on the plane. That's our show. Remembering and honoring the indigenous communities um, who this week was a little bit tough for them. And let's go cracking. I'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.